0: The coupon queen pen. Guys, we always talk about self advocacy, but a lot of times we don't talk about teaching our children self advocacy. And my next guest, Amory, does just that. So let's take a moment out, and I'll be right back with Amory. So, guys, like I was saying, I have Amory, or as you may know, if you did get a chance to see, Distractable Me on Instagram. She is a phenomenal artist, activist, and guys, she's a fellow HS'er, just like when you know, you know. So, Amory, please introduce yourself to my listeners.
1: Hey, everybody, beautiful people. My name, as she says, Marie, And it is, thank you for getting the name right. It is Distractable Me. Um, And I believe we should get distracted by our ability to be ourselves, to achieve our greatness. A distractable me. Um, Yes, I'm on Instagram. I do have a Facebook page, um, but I use Instagram more. Um, and I just started homeschooling this year after a 15, well, let's say 13 year hiatus. Cause I did originally homeschool my son when he was very little. And then, and so I'm kind of back into it. I'm just getting into it. Um, I'm a former New York city department of education employee. Um, I have been in this school system working with the schools for roughly um, 10 years 12 years volunteering learning leaders all kinds of stuff before I became an employee um, and, and when she talks about the artist part I'm a mental wellness artist I pretty much do a lot of more painting artwork in this terms of art because art is pretty big um, I write quotes I just started you know tapping into brand design book covers so I guess that would call me a like an entry-level graphics design artist. Um, And I write poems and I did all this stuff, the poems and artwork just for, you know, for my own therapeutic um, healing. And I feel like art is very healing and it can really help people, you know, feel empowered and just be a great space to like, a great thing to use to, express yourself and um, advocate for yourself. And when she says about activism, well, I'm, I'm, I'm an advocate, like I said before, a peer mental health advocate. Um, I've been working voluntarily with NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, and I also work with the American mm-hmm. Foundation. I volunteer the, with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And what that volunteer work looks like, we pretty much do outreach, we just go out and we talk about the programs we go into the communities we go to schools we host we table at events we host um, specialized programs for people to learn more about their services these these organizations provide and as well as I just share my own journey um, with my own diagnosis of post-traumatic stress disorder Um, and so I live what I advocate for so it's really personal to me I think that's pretty much me in a nutshell. And yeah, I am a mom of two. I have a son who's fifteen and a, an adult daughter who's like twenty-eight. So
0: yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, that was a lot. So I guess we can end the episode now. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> it's been real, y'all. Hi, nice to see. You. <laughs> so, wow. Still awake everybody. Hello. <laughs> okay you started out let's let's get into this you know DOE employee thing because I think that was one of the things that struck me when I first met you okay was the whole you know DOE employee going and becoming homeschooler or as we call them HSers yeah um you know yeah what what role did you play in the DOE? Like, what was your, like, were you an administrator?
1: Was my, what do you mean, what, like, what did I do? What yeah, did what did, do?
0: were you an administrator? Were you were a para? What were you doing? Oh, okay. Um,
1: well, as a hire, rather, I'm, I like I said before, I was, um, I volunteered in the schools when my son was small. When my, after I homeschooled my son up until he was like five. Um, I stayed close to, I kept my nose to the grindstone when it came to schools, I stayed involved. So, um, you know, I got very involved with the PTA and then eventually became on part of the PTA as a, as a Title I rep and the Title I rep pretty much, you know, we we go out and we go to those community education counseling meetings to learn what the districts are gonna do for the schools. Um, my son was goes, goes, goes to public school um, guys and so, you know, we bring that feedback back to the schools we're in to really advocate for the principals or the staff to kind of like, if they're not aware to be aware. And so those are kind of like advocate positions for the kids. And, um, and then, you know, continuing to volunteer, I went from the title one to being the vice president of my school scheme and the PTA, but I still wanted to do more. And then After that, I heard about this learning leader program where you can like help kids read and do all this other stuff, get in the classrooms. You can really get involved, like you really see what's going on inside the schools. Other, you know, you can't be around your kid doing that because then it's conflict of interest, but you could still see what's going, what's happening. And so I was able to really get a set of fresh eyes to see how the teachers set up their lesson plans, how the children learn, you know, how they prepare. With the budgets help with the, you know, the information on how you get the budgets and all the inside scoops on stuff that most parents don't know I got to get, you know, to see to get hands on view of. And then that just intrigued me more to work for the school. Um, The volunteering was great because I always wanted to be a teacher in a a sense. Um, And so I was literally a volunteer teacher's aide. I helped, you know, pre-K and first grade class for like a year. And then the parent coordinator there, he told me, hey, we got a position for school aid. And a school aid is pretty much that. You just aid the school. Whatever the school needs you, you help out with um, within your contract because it is a contract, a a union job. So um, they had an opening and I interviewed and I got hired. And then for five years, I was a school aide, And I pretty much, was assigned to um the classroom for the most part. Those are the guys. those, those are the guys, just to give you an example, anyone who's ever either been a, you know, like me, had a school, a child in the school. Right. And like you decide to homeschool, we're the guys that, you know, most kids would call the lunch teacher. You know, the lunch teacher, okay. The playground teacher you know my lunch teacher the one that's in the yards with the kids right, the one right. with the kids the one that's the wood that, that handles the busing with the kids right you know, the ones that you see that are helping the teachers out that are not paras, um right doing the, the, the clerical work you know though that's depending Depending on your school i gotta say that because right schools right
0: because it does it does um, depend on the school it does depend on the programming because i know right you're not when we talk about which i am so happy thank you mayor adams for not getting rid of gnt uh mm. i am a product of gnt uh, for mm. those that don't know it is gifted and talented and I was really, for those that don't know, I was really struggling with the city wanting to get rid of that programming.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but they did. Yeah, GNT and special education, believe it or not, they are two forms of two different sides of the same spectrum. Mm -hmm. Um, both Mm -hmm. of them are special education, one for kids on the higher end of the spectrum and one for kids, which I hate to say lower end of the spectrum, but they're on a different end of the spectrum.
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: and both actually are entitled for those of you that don't know are entitled to paraprofessionals. Um, and there usually is one in the classroom, a para or a teacher's aide in the classroom with the students. Now yes. it sounds really crazy why would GNT need but there are still even with kids that we consider gifted and talented everyone still learns at a different pace so oh, yes. even though they're not you know for mainstream classrooms mm-hmm. they are in there to you know help those children that are gifted and talented learn the same way they're in there to help children who are in special education learn. So, yeah. a lot of times I want to, I really, you know, and I'm sorry in, to interrupt you, Amory, but I <laughs> want to take that stigma off of that. Because mm-hmm. when we say special education, guess what? Yeah, GNT is special education as well. It is mm-hmm. just with children that we consider exceptional in learning. Mm hmm. So they are entitled to the same. And for those parents who have GNT children or children in the GNT program, you need to find out who your child's para is, who your yes. child's you know, uh, teacher's aide is, and what resources are your child is entitled to. Because there mm-hmm. are because they are considered special education. Yeah. Again, taking away that stigma. Yes. They are entitled to those resources.
1: Yeah. And I agree with you because that's that's the, the big thing. And being that I just gave you a, kind of a brief resume of what I do, um, that's kind of what we also did with, the, you know, at least for PA, PTA meetings and the PA meetings, if you're an active member, you know, that's what I encourage parents to do, to actively come to these meetings, to talk about that, to talk about when we introduce... We had a lot of times in our schools where we had the GNT packets ready, you know, to break it down and, and chew in, you know, and, and chew on what the program was, what you're entitled to as the Title I rep. Um, we had to advocate for the parents to come to the Title I meetings because those are the meetings that if anybody remembers the school lunch program, you know how you had to fill out those lunch forms. And yeah. those lunch forms, see, here's the thing. The lunch forms were to give a sense of the, the income of the, of the community. And if the income community guidelines was of a certain level, the state would give extra money to the school on top of the budget that comes from the school already, right. To fit the budget. Right. And so that excess money, you could do whatever you want. It was for the parents to do whatever to to advocate for the school to give them extra stuff you know like stuff for the for the, for the parents for the kids like say if you wanted a D, GNT workshop and you wanted someone to to really break down the workshop but of course you got to pay that you know the facilitator that's where the money would go or um um a representative for like special education services as a whole you know what a parent had rights for pretty much like what you said you know a lot of parents didn't know what, understand it or what it was about. Or like you just said, whereas under this umbrella that, oh, special education is just for a certain type of child when it actually is about all the, the both and other, other um, programs that weren't mentioned. And so to have that extra money to kind of educate the parents and the caregivers and to break the stigma within the parents' minds too, would have been like, oh, oh, I didn't know, you know? And it just would open a whole lot more doors, but, um, sometimes the just the turnout would be really low. And then, you know, if you right. don't, if you don't use the money, you kind of lose the money, you know, you,
0: you just, the money goes to the school. Then, and yeah, the school. I think that is, that is the biggest issue is there is this stigma of, I have to work, I have to do this. I have to provide, well, mm-hmm. if your child is in public education, Mm -hmm. guys there is money being allotted and just Mm -hmm. like you pointed out amory the one issue becomes hey if you know and i've i've had community-based organizations say there is a low turnout for this programming the Mm. the city the state federal is getting ready to cut it and Mm -hmm. a lot of times things will pop up one, one or two people will go and they may tell a friend, but by the time they tell a friend, it's too late because Mm -hmm. they were the only recipient of that program. Mm -hmm. And this Mm -hmm. is why a lot of times you have, and, and, and I'm just speaking on a broad spectrum, not just about schools, but they're community-based organizations where they're getting funding for a certain thing. And because nobody is taking advantage of it, or Mm -hmm. we let, that P word pride getting in we're mm. not taking advantage of it. And it goes away really, really quickly. And mm. then by the time we actually find out that it is needed, it is now hard to get it to return because yeah. now they're saying, well, we, we gave it to you. We gave it to you. We gave you a few months to see if you needed it. And when we say a few months, sometimes it can be up to a year. It can be six months to a year. But in that six months, nobody shows up. Maybe three people show up for a program you slated for at least 500 people. They're saying, Mm -hmm. okay, you didn't have 500 people that needed this. And they Mm -hmm. already know the demographic of the area because they're saying, okay, 500 people is not a problem for, you know, a place that has 2,000 or 5,000 citizens, you know, or constituents. So when you say, okay, 500, that's a drop in the bucket. Mm -hmm. And they're saying, okay, well, you know what, this many people are on this program, this many people are in that program, so our program should be added. And you're saying, uh, you know what, I got to go to work, I don't have time. I don't need Mm. this and Mm -hmm. it's like then the funding gets cut and then it's like well my child needed yeah but you should have been here when your child needed and the person is not being rude they're just saying hey you know what now I you're telling me you need this program I have 20 20 to 100 families that need this program but now it's hard to get this program back
1: yeah I remember all too
0: well yeah and you know you know exactly what I'm talking about oh yeah all too well and I mean as a title one rep I know you've seen it all the time all the time and and I think you know one thing I I do want to harp on about being a title one rep is you actually get it from both sides oh yes you get it from both sides and meaning what I mean by her getting it from both sides guys is she's getting it not only from the parents and caregivers but she's also getting it from the teachers and the principals and the vice principals in other words everybody's bucking the system, but these, these ideas, these rules, these laws are all coming down. And sometimes you're saying, this is coming from the state. I'm just the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Yes, and, ma'am. and a lot of times by the time something, and, and I have to say this parents, by the time something gets to the point where the school is telling you Mm-hmm. It is too late for the snowball to stop, yeah, yeah,
1: you know, and I, you gotta be in it to understand it so i i i I felt like I was in a great place once I became involved in the schools. I mean, if someone would to ask me, Well, how did you become involved? Well, at the time i was' in, I was working at home, and I was an entrepreneur, so before we go and say, oh, well, that explains it. Wait a minute. Because I also did eventually go back to work and working as an employee too. And I worked a night shift. And so that meant sometimes I had to sleep during the day, but I would get up on purpose because I had to still come to the school to work with the PA president, to work with, to go to the CEC meetings. I had to be the rep to go to the CEC meetings. I had to go, and, and we don't get paid for any of this. That's the thing this uh, yeah yeah see I think that's
0: that's one thing that needs to be said
1: (laughs) (laughs) and I'll say it again guys PA PTA CEC title one all that stuff no one gets a check for we may get endorsements we may get sponsorships which has to be approved by the administration to get you know Everything we even want to do, the principal has to approve, the AP has to approve the 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 and if the and if the principal wants it, then they have to go to the district rep for that school for that you know district to see if it's approved because it has to be approved. You know, there's a lot of approval, there's a lot of stepping stones. Yeah. But the point is, is that, you know, when we present it to the parents and we present it to the public, it's we're not sitting there getting a check while you, you know, we get eye rolls and and you know, like she said, and the complaint we we are doing this because we are doing it out of the kindness of our hearts. And most of us even have families. Some of us even drag our families. I don't want to say drag. We we want our families to participate. Right, right. We want them to see community, what community looks like, Right. And what, the success. This is how community can be successful. And sometimes right. it can look, it can be a question. Sometimes your kids can even ask you, why don't people show up? why are the, why why are there
0: so many right people? or or the one that i i the one i i really uh used to hate was why is everybody so angry yeah because you're you have to realize your child is sitting there and yeah. i've been in meetings where mm-hmm. like the little kids are truly truly afraid because the parents mm-hmm. are acting like monsters hmm Mm. and it's like whoa like I want to run out the room I could only imagine what a six-year-old or eight-year-old is thinking like oh my gosh these people are crazy.
1: yeah I've been literally on every part of it and I'm going to answer your question you asked me about homeschool in a second I didn't forget and so to wrap for me the summary was I've seen it all I was a parent at first admittedly that judgmental parent because I didn't know certain things But I will tell you, working, volunteering, if you can volunteer, and you will find some things out, you will learn so much, and then you'll have that, aha, like, oh, oh, this isn't as easy as it is to get this access to, oh, this is, there's a lot of collaborating, a lot of, you know, back and forth, a lot of convincing. Because a lot of this comes from the pockets of the state and the city. and the state and the city need to be convinced that you guys really want this and you really need this, you know because we can't keep coming back and saying we our schools don't have this, our schools don't have that. Sometimes they would have had it or they could have had it. but we didn't show up to say, yes, I want this right. You know, yeah, I want that for my kid. Yeah, I want to keep that program for my kid. This is the benefit of it. This is the result. It does come down to the paperwork. It does come down to the numbers. It really does. It really does. It does come down to the voices. So the paper, the presentation, the three Ps, present yourself. Remember, there's a paper trail that, that is your presentation that verifies, which would be also called data. And promote, promote what you want, you know, by being involved, by volunteering, um, by taking a little bit of time, going to those virtual meetings that still have with the schools, check out that DOE website and look into everything they're offering and and show up and then, you know, and you'll see what's going on for yourselves. That's what I can say to that. So, you know, we're definitely not making the public education system the bad guy. You know, there's good and bad and Yeah, everything.
0: There are, I mean, here, here's the one thing, you know, your children, our children have to learn. They have to learn, period. That's right. They have to learn whether they're going to public school, whether you're homeschooling, whether they're private charter, our children have to learn. The public education system is not the bad guy. A lot of it is... There are stipulations and things that are put on paper. And like I said previously, a lot of times by the time information is presented to the parents, the snowball is already rolling downhill quickly. And this is not something that the principal can stop, vice principal, teacher's (laughs) aide, title one reps because by the time it's come down this means that there's been something possibly on a city level state level maybe even the federal level and no one can fight it at this point because they're telling you hey come monday this is what's going to happen there's nothing you i or anyone can do about it Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's it's not that and and believe it or not here's the funny thing because I I hear parents say this all the time well how come no one let us know ahead of time oh you you, you know why no one let you know ahead of time mom dad auntie uncle grandma grandpa anybody listening because yeah. we didn't find out ahead of time we told you when we found out <laughs> Or,
1: or hold on. Or the other, or the other part is, is that we had some idea. We there are those meetings I've had them, where we've had some, some, some word or the, the word on stuff, right or changes or some possible changes, and then it circles back around to what I'm about to say, and then we put it out there in those CEC meetings. We we do talk about something. We talk about oh we well you know there may be some changes da 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 da. And this is when we do try, well, at least when I was around, I don't know about now, um, that to kind of give the heads up with what we do know, with what we do have to show, so, to, so maybe spark some interest in learning more. And then we take that back. And But if there's
0: not a lot to take back,
1: you know, it,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I know exactly what so, you mean. If there's not a lot yeah. to take back, we're taking back what we have. And it's like, okay, here you go. Okay all right okay great yeah so and 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 I and I have to go back to this Emery is if there are five people in the meeting yes ma'am five people are getting this information yes ma'am and even if they tell two of their friends Mm -hmm. that means that 15 people now know about it and there are more than 15 people in an entire school yes ma'am So even if you say a classroom's worth of people know about it, Mm -hmm. that's still not effective enough to say, Hey, well, we tried to tell you, yeah, this is why schools have gotten more with the, Hey, you know, and, and I, I hear it all the time now with the, well, I don't have time to put the classroom app, or I don't have time to put that Mm -hmm. new app that they told us to put on. I don't have the space for it. Listen. You need to, because in other words, this is the way that they're reaching you since you couldn't make it to the meeting.
1: Yeah, I'll give them credit for that. You know, when the pandemic hit, they went all out, you know, free tablets, free this, free that, you know. If yeah. all doesn't work, okay, get come get another one. Just 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 keep it coming, you know, show up for the Zoom meeting. Right. Show right. Up for, show up for that. And and so it is what it is. And so we're not, I, I personally speak for myself, we're not bad mouthing anybody, not stressing anybody. No. It just takes every effort, effort, effort makes a difference. That's all. Effort really makes a difference. Yeah, it's just,
0: it's, it's just everybody working together and agreeing to yeah. do. Hey, you know what? no one's asking anyone to be superman but we just need to do all do what we can do yeah exactly so piggybacking for me homeschooling
1: well for my son um i did it because kind of touching on what we talked about you know as i said before i was volunteering for 10 years and i 10 12 years actually from the progressing from the PTA up to you know a learning you know the reading program that I was doing and then literally being a volunteer teacher's aide because um, I was in a GT class um, you know helping the G;T teacher for first grade and then you know the preschool teacher and then becoming the school aide um, working in the class with the teacher alongside um, it, it it's kind of basically for me it was I left because I was burnt out. Um, I was burnt out mentally, and i you know a few other reasons, but predominantly for that. And um, I just wanted to just I resigned, so I didn't quit. I, I can always go back, but for now I'm just kind of just taking a different path right now. Um, but I'm still going to do things in education, just from a different space, from the space that I'm in right now. And um, for my son, he, you know. He was just going through certain things when it came to the social emotional parts of of being in the schools. Um, um, you know, for his privacy, I'm not going to divulge. And so he he needs he needs this now. He needs the homeschooling environment right now. And um, he asked for it. He advocated for it. And um, I support him.
0: Wow, support him. good for him. You know, I, I think you know, and, and, and and I, I, wow, I'm floored, like, seriously, good for him. Because I think when we think of homeschooling, we just think of parents saying, hey, you know what, I'm going to homeschool my kid. But there are students out there that advocate for their, themselves and say, hey, I want to be homeschooled. And wow, I'm, I am, I'm floored to even hear this. Good for him. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, my son is is really has always been, you know, very open with me about things. And he understands that I I have a diff I, I have that view. Um, because I worked in school, you know, he could kind of tell me stuff that I would totally know about. Like, yeah, okay, I, I understand where you're coming from. Oh, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about when you talk about that. And it wasn't like because I did, I I threw around my alleged weight and was like well i work at no i didn't walk around like it was a badge on my chest you know i just had more i had understandings of what was going on and because of that there were some things i advocated for and said well because i know about that it, i know there's alternatives and then there's other times where i held them re- rightfully accountable to say oh no no just because i work for one doesn't mean you're going to get away with stuff that's not going to work you know <laughs> you know yeah so, I, I kept the real balance, but you know, when it it had, it also had to do a lot with the coronavirus. Um, a lot of the policies that were put in place were very scary for a lot of our students. And, um, honestly, a lot of parents homeschooled have been homeschooling since the coronavirus pandemic.
0: Right, right. A lot. I I think that's when I saw, yeah, that's when I saw the most, the influx of people like I, I don't know. It was like, we went remote and my phone went crazy. How do I do this homeschooling thing? What am I doing? Uh, do I get them up? Do I, I was like, okay, first of all, I'm gonna need you to breathe. Well, need to take a deep cleansing breath because this is not nothing's going to panic. Your child is home with you, right? Yeah. Okay. I need you to breathe. <laughs> give them a moment, give them a day, but you have to let them know that this isn't vacation time, that they still need to learn. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, walking people through it. And and then I think by what was it? I would literally say by two weeks in people were like, mm-hmm. you have the patience of a saint. I don't know how <laughs> you did this for 12 years. And I'm like. Yeah. Oh, you just thought I was sitting home doing nothing? Okay. Yeah, no, that's not how any of this works. No, it's not.
1: You, no, you just found not. out
0: that your teacher wasn't lying on your kid. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. that wasn't happening either. You're you're ready to go back and 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 kiss your teacher and buy them anything they can. If it wasn't quarantine, I'm I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I I know. I I get it. I, I get it. Yeah. You're, you're trying to figure out how to find out where your, your child's teacher lives and send them an edible arrangement and some flowers. Yeah. I got it. I got it.
1: I can't with you right now. <laughs>
0: oh.
1: I just can't. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it it's a, it was an adjustment. I'm just going to be real transparent with y'all. Um, I have a high schooler. Okay. And when I homeschooled, I had a baby, I had a, you know, little boy. And then, I oh came. yeah. So when he came to school, he skipped kindergarten because he was that advanced. They didn't put him in kindergarten because he didn't, he knew the work when they test you, especially if you homeschooled, they test you and see where you're, you know, where your academic level. Right.
0: Right. That's, that's but, what they do. Yeah. And even yeah. For, for out, how can I put it for, If you're homeschooling and you're looking for, what is it? Extracurriculars that are educational based, they will test your child. Just please know this. Mm -hmm. They are testing your child to find out where they are and where they need to place them. So don't just think, oh yeah, well, they're gonna get put in with the rest of the third graders because I'll tell you from experience, that's not happening. Mm-mm. um it depends on where your child is uh-huh. um and let's put it this way not only and for those of you that swear oh my gosh homeschoolers are just not going to be socially inept it's it's just so crazy they're going to be the next uh you know they're all hermits and they don't know what to do socially no that's not true that's
1: not true
0: so that is one of the things that they test for is are they socially ready because Mm -hmm. your child can be an academic genius. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to socially, they can be lacking. So they're Mm -hmm. testing their social readiness. Are they able to compete with the older kids? Are they on their level? Are they they lower than they need to be? And they Mm -hmm. will come to you and say, hey, you know what, Uh, academically your child is great, Mm -hmm. but socially they may not be with it or mm-hmm. socially your child is advanced. So they yeah. can't fit in with the third graders. We're gonna have to put them in with the fifth graders. Um, Mom, are you okay with this? Or dad, are you okay with this? And you have yeah. to at on the spot make a decision. Like uh, yeah. you're I ready do. for this. Uh, I think do. I'm ready for this because yeah. now you're thinking, Hey, I know my kid can hold their own, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm let's be real fifth graders are larger than third graders (laughs) for the most part so you're thinking okay is this kid going to be able to run circles around my kid am I going to have a bullying situation Uh so these are things that you have to think about but yeah they are testing and they want to know is your kid with it or are you ready for them to put them in that situation yes that's true I agree
1: because that's what happened with I, both my kids. I homeschooled both my kids. And most people say, well, most parents homeschool their kids when they're young. No, not all do that because some of us are working 12 hour, eight hour full-time jobs or entrepreneurs. And so we have to put some of our kids in daycare, childcare, pre-K, you know, 3K, we would call it now, you know and I didn't have that then for my, for my daughter. So I homeschooled her. I, I homeschooled her at home. I set up the house, I set up the room and everything and made it a, a, like a small, a small you know uh, setting because i wanted to get her prepared early as with my son early for a a, a setting you know school uh um a, an incident, a school setting you know an outside of school setting an outside of home setting where you're sitting at a desk where you have paper and pens you know where there's not all this moving right. around but i had to train her socially emotionally you know um to the point where was, she was about four because she started for kindergarten at four and four, at four, 4.5 and they wanted her to wait till she was five and you know but her birthday was in November so it, it, it was already she was old enough but because she was so advanced I didn't want to keep her home anymore for whatever reason and I had to go back to work and so it was a matter of that I had to work I didn't have the ability I didn't have the, the, the opportunities rather at the time to continue it um so they tested her and she she did well and she she got into kindergarten at 4.5. Um, wow. Okay. And so for my for my son, he was five, um, so he was of age, but you know he was advanced in kindergarten, and so they were really like he needs to be in first grade because kindergarten. They just said the guidance counselor was like quite honestly, Miss, your son is going to be bored to tears, and I understand what yeah. they were meaning by, I understood it then, but I definitely understood it even more once I started working in the schools, when you call that quote unquote behavior challenges. Yeah. But not that they're, because yeah. a lot of them, because I worked with, to be quite transparent, I worked with my teacher as, you know, in the school, as a school aide, I sat with a lot of the students that were, I don't want to say labeled behavioral challenges, but they were just so smart. And, and they were so advanced already they weren't in the GNT and their parents didn't pay attention enough to the, to the applications and applications and applications and notices and letters and stuff we kept sending, you know, that they never got picked or never got put in. Um that they were kind of stuck there. And so I had to help them with you know giving them more individualized attention to get through right. to right. just really get lessons and you know some were really advanced in the math I had one student who was just like wow I mean he was just amazing but you know he had so much extra energy afterwards um, what we would do is that we would just you know do art together we would do a lot of stuff where he would you know play with his hands he would do stuff with his hands and create things because he finished the work he understood the work he was ready to go to the next page and the next and the next. so we had to slow him down and he would get so frustrated because he wanted to do other things but you know each it, it, there's a there's a schedule, so I work right. with him. I miss him so much. And then I work with another kid who was also smart, but he's he wrote very slowly, and so I would help him with this with his writing. And then I work with another child who um, who um, was an avid avid reader, and he he just couldn't wait to get through all these other classes to get back to reading. And so we would I would sit with him to help him with his, his work and as you know as long as he stayed focused and to help teach him you know some patience and how to kind of slow his mind down so he could really ingest the work instead of just rushing through it to get it done to retain it he would get we would have like just loads of fun reading together he loved reading with me they were
0: all my boys. I missed my wow, boys. Wow. That's awesome. That's I awesome. Miss my baby so much. <laughs> wow. And it sounds like you were, the thing was, I, I, I think the thing that gets me that you were saying is that you were good at pinpointing and listening and paying attention to their individual needs. Oh, and yeah. Able to meet them where they were. You know, oh, in other words, yes. okay, you know what? You're going a little bit too fast. Yes. You know, we need to slow this down, but it wasn't a full out stop. No. Because I think one, one thing that always gets me a lot of times is, you know, and understanding it now, realizing after being the homeschooling mom, you know, I'm doing it with one. Teachers are doing it with, 30, 40, 50 kids in a classroom. Oh, yeah. So a lot of times it has to be that full out stop. Why? Because yeah. you can't rush through it because there are kids that aren't mm-hmm. getting it. So you have to make sure everyone is basically on the same page. Yeah. So, it, it, yeah. At least
1: also, yeah, of course, page, yeah. on the same page or close enough to it where your end goal is that no child literally is lost or left behind, but you have to literally split yourself up in so many different ways as a teacher to try to couch everybody and meet them where they all are. So hopefully wrap your arms around all of them to say, okay, we're going to move through this lesson together. You may be two ticks too, 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 too behind or two ticks ahead but we're all moving together think of it like a class in class in line you notice there's always a student that's two kind of two steps ahead and there's always a student that's two there's steps two step ahead. behind but exactly what but you never want that kid which you don't want which is not allowed anyway and it shouldn't be academically is the kids that are way back the Right. One that's lagging behind like eight right. steps and you got to keep stopping to say come on come on come on no you don't want that that's that's not you, you know, two steps behind where I could still reach out. I could still, I could still, I could still, I still got you. You're still within my arms reach. You're still within my hands reach. You're still close by me. You're still right by me. Even if you're like one, I'm taking one step and you're one step behind me, but you're not behind behind. You're right beside me and I'm right beside you. And so no matter what, where everyone's still together Even if you're at your own individual pieces, because you don't want that kid too far ahead, you'll lose him. You don't want the one too far behind, because you'll lose that one too. That's just not the way it should be.
0: That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. So, oh my gosh. But (laughs) I think, you know, and especially with homeschooling, it allows us to... And correct me if I'm wrong, it allows us to identify that and say, hey, my child learns this way. Mm -hmm. And you get to, you know, curate or cultivate a learning environment around them. Because I think the real thought is, and I've come across this several times oh, you're sitting home doing nothing. Well, wait, what? <laughs> You're sitting home doing nothing. No, that is absolutely not what's going on. No, it's not. And, and, I, and, and the one thing is, then it becomes, well, I've even had people ask me, well, can you tutor my child? And then they want to tell you, well, my child isn't learning the way that I think that they should learn okay, well, here's what we are going to do. How about you do it? (laughs) And then you get them to learn the way you need them to learn, or you put them in school and then you can have this argument or debate with the teacher. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I think one of the craziest things is when you get that, when you realize, hey, it is not as easy as I thought it was no and I I tell you one thing that I gained was a great respect for teachers from first grade homeschooling Mm -hmm. I wanted to kiss and hug every teacher I came across Mm -hmm. you thought that I had a respect for Mm -hmm. the armed forces I really Mm -hmm. wanted to walk into schools and say thank you for your service (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) because you're like wait what
1: yeah, no, I did it. I used to get that, you know, I used to get that. I was honored to be added to the class picture.
0: Oh, wow. And that's not something that's required. Yeah, that know? isn't, that is not, that is not, that is but definitely not.
1: Three classes. um, And I used to get uh, Christmas presents, you know, the presents and stuff in the same manner. And right. so a, lot of, a lot of my parents, a lot of my parents would say, listen to both your teachers. And that just made me just like, oh, my heart would just burst. Like, oh, recognize as someone who's actually incorporated in their child's education. You know, I wasn't just some
0: help. You know, I wasn't the hired. Right. you weren't the hired help because <laughs> I, I think that's the uh, always the thought is like, oh yeah, you have that teacher and that other person that's in the classroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, you
1: know. So, and it's like, you know, and 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 to have myself. I'm in three class pictures. So those kids will go back when they look back on their old, their early years. And even as I'm looking at it, I will see myself next to, and my name and everything next to the, you know, the uh, lead teacher. And um, so they was like, I had two teachers. This one, you know, and it just makes me feel so good. But, um, you know, I have a, you know, like I said, I'm a high school homeschooler. This is hard. I mean, you're the first person I've actually talked to about this, you know, publicly about it. This is, it's, it's hard. It's yikes. You know, this has been
0: very challenging. Yeah. Okay. So for those of you that don't know, or for those of you have, who have never had a homeschooled high schooler, Oh girl, you are wow. dealing with attitudes and differences of opinion and learning and because now I am coming into myself I think that my parent does not quite know as much as I know because I've been through this a few times and it's like you know I, Mm -hmm. I will tell you this here's my secret Amory and for those of you that have never had to do this it's like and exactly how do you think you got here let's let's have this biology lesson really quickly how do you think you got here and then just watched a shocked look on their face like you're ready to give them this lesson and all of a sudden it's like hey, hey no no mom like flag on a play no we don't have to have the biology I don't need to know about old people coitus and all this stuff can we not do this uh yeah okay now that we realize that I was here before you uh, can we go back to our regularly scheduled programming? programming. <laughs> yeah, because it's There's like I—I so- I, I tell you one thing. I really learned from Adia. is like you have to go crazy one good time, and then they stop messing with you. And that was always my thing. Oh, oh, we need the biology lesson. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. I was going to explain it to you if you just needed a refresher course we were going to go through it this is so funny (laughs) I I really
1: I'm only it's not been six months yet like I said you know we'll it it's been an interesting two months and but you know we were preparing before this before we left you know we officially you know was um, submitting the, the form, um, the whole IHIP stuff, you know, all the stuff you have to do to prepare. I have to submit my first IHIP. I have to submit my first quarterly soon. Um, I have to, it's a lot. You're basically doing everything the teachers would be doing, you know. Yes,
0: in everything. detail, in detail. detail. And you have to, oh my gosh, what was getting me was the recording of the hours. Mm. because you have to and this is when you realize for those of you who have never ever done it on any level Mm. this is when you realize your teacher is your your child's teacher is literally recording the hours they worked with this child um how your child now think about it this way even for those who have multiple children you may Mm. be doing it for a few children they are remembering this again for 30 to 50 children. Yes. How many hours they worked with them, exactly how this child is doing. So I will say this, and I've never said this before, for the teacher in high school who didn't remember who I was because they kept calling me Renee and Renee is not my name. I apologize. Because <laughs> I yeah. now know that you had 150 students to deal with in high school and yeah. sitting in the back of your classroom was probably like, okay, I know she's here. Yes. Yeah. I know her. <laughs> I know she's
1: one of my students. That's, that, okay.
0: okay. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if you've ever had it like, yeah, I, I know they're in my classroom. I know they come, but I just can't <laughs> find them so yeah that that actually literally did happen to me in my sophomore year my mother went to parent teacher's night and he's like Renee and my mother's like looking at me like who the heck is Renee mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he's like cuz he's like you're Renee's mom and she's like who the heck is Renee and I'm like me he, she's like you didn't correct him I'm like no i said he just marks me present and then he's like and he literally he's Flipping through the book, and and he has to keep flipping, and he's like, "Where do you sit?" He's like, "Wait, no, you sit and row this, this, this," and he's like, "Oh, your name isn't Renee." It's like, "No, my name hasn't been Renee since birth." Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a lot, it, it, and it and it's a beautiful experience at the same time. It's a learning experience. Um, because I even had to explain that to my son when he would, you know, especially since we started using this thing called Google Classroom and how he was expecting or almost seeming to have this mindset that, well, because it's on the computer, it's even easier to access all the kids' work. And he would be like, why is not my grade changed yet? Oh, da, 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 da. And I'm like, okay, take 30 of you and then multiply that by four classes. I don't know how many times I had to explain to him, one, your primary teacher is the subject teacher how many classes i would have to literally do math i said how many let's uh, say for example how many let's let's say for example, how many ninth grade classes do you have four okay how many in the class roughly probably 20 25 I like, okay so you multiply that and then add you this teacher is your primary for the time for 45 minutes of that one subject or end homeroom and then he or she they, them, have to be their subject teacher for something else while you're off with the map and you're off with this and you're off with that. They're the subject teacher for something else. So they have to grade the subject teacher the grades of a hundred plus kids. And then your, the primary class, which is yours on top of that. So that's every day or every week. So um, chill. You know, it's going to get done. And then if those that get it done rapid fast, they have a strategy and that's fine. And then some need a little more time. But at the end of the day, you know, yeah, by a week, you should have something. Or by a few days, you should have something. But to get it within less than a several hours, that, that's not realistic, especially if you do it when you were doing it on the computer. So it was a lot of stuff I had to kind of read. Right. Right. That's, his mind to visualize.
0: visualize yeah. Visualize. That is that it is. It is super duper crazy. I mean, and yeah. even, even homeschooling, when you talk about the end of year testing, yeah, the end of year testing, if you are using those paper books, it literally takes two weeks to get your results back which mm. if you've ever had to wait for something to come in the mail, you're like, okay, is it today? Is yeah. it today? Is it today? You know, and your kid is like, are we there yet? Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, yeah. but, uh, but we
1: definitely, you and I, definitely, I would love to like kind of brainstorm with you because I, I need some help with some stuff.
0: <laughs> definitely, definitely. definitely. <laughs> but Avery, tell everyone where they can find you because you also do this fantastic, which I've had her on. Teaching Brainiacs. Priscilla, you do a live on Saturdays. Yes. So um myself and Priscilla Oquendo from
1: Teaching Brainiacs, uh, we are partners. We call each other, we changed the name from Let's Talk About Homeschooling and Wellness to Um Community Connection with Priscilla and A Marie Live. And every Saturday at 5 p.m. for now at least and until uh and, you know until further notice, um, we get together on IG Live, either on her IG platform, which is Teaching Brainiacs or my platform, which is Distractable Me on Instagram. And we spend maybe 15 to 20 minutes. Sometimes it can go to an hour, but we've, we've lately it's been around 30 minutes tops. And we talk about, we share our brand, you know, what we bring to the table for our brand, what she has coming up or, um, and sometimes we talk and I talk about what I'm doing. Um, I have, at times, given some uh, uh, a short sample of what you could do with wellness with the family, like some art stuff to do, some crappy things to do with the family at home, and, of course, it's open to any family, but our target is homeschooling families, and because we're sites, we do key in on a lot of stuff that's Bronx-based. So. Um, And then Priscilla does some things, some some samples of stuff as well. We also connect wellness-wise. We kind of talk about, you know, what it's like being homeschooling, work-at-home moms. And we try to also reach out to the community so they can feel connected. And we always look for people that we can interview, like we interview you, you know, who are homeschoolers, who have businesses or who don't, that may have resources that we can share. We're always trying to advocate for resources. Me personally, I've been kind of going out and about in the community, being nosy. I have this phrase, catchphrase that Priscilla loves, which is I I say, you know, what y'all doing? I'm nosy, you know? (laughs) Because I'm just saying to community, in a community sense, I'm being nosy about what the community is doing that's helping empower and and foster us as homeschoolers and as families. Like if you have a business or if you have a, a, a service, I I like to seek it out. I want to know about it so we can share, you know, and grow. And so that's what I mean by that. Priscilla's constantly bringing it up. She's a trip. And so um, that's what we do. And we would love to have more um, people come in. If you want to interview with us, if you want to get on, jump on our live and share something, come to our live this Friday that's happening at 5 p.m. on IG and tap into us, follow us. And, um, you know, we'll have a good time. We always have a good time.
0: Yes. It's always a good time. I had a great time with you ladies. I definitely have to come back. Um, so, you know, we can definitely talk more stuff, homeschooling and Amory, you're always welcome to ask, you know, you know how to get in contact with me. I, you know, I keep telling people I did it from grades one through 12. So yes, it can be done. Mm. Um. <laughs> so yes, I know about having an elementary school student, a middle school student, and a high school student. Yeah, you are the guru <laughs> <laughs> in homeschooling. So yeah, it's it's. Let me tell you something. It is a journey in and of itself. You get to learn yourself. You get to learn your child. You
1: mm-hmm. get to
0: learn patience and yoga and finding out that there are certain things that just become your friends, certain people that just become your friends. And (laughs) there are people, like I said, don't be surprised if you're new to homeschooling and you all of a sudden want to thank every teacher you come across for their contributions to America. (laughs) (laughs) For real. So yeah, but definitely ask, you know, of course, Amory's information will be in the show notes. So you won't miss a thing. You won't miss how to reach her. So it has been amazing having you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I forgot to bring up my wellness workshop,
1: but, um, well, you're always welcome to come back
0: on. Oh, okay. You're definitely always welcome to come back on. You know, I, I, I love what you guys do and I love that you're bringing it to the forefront. You know, it, it, you know, I, I think one of the things for me was when I first started was I felt like the lone homeschooling mom, while everybody else is like, "Oh yeah, kids in school, what are you doing?" <laughs> oh yeah,
1: yeah. Well, can I mention my workshop that I'm having? Sure. this? Summer? So really quickly, I am hosting a blackout poetry workshop. Um, if you go to my page, you will see the flyer. If you're in the Bronx area, it is a donation based um, workshop because I am um, donating proceeds to my fundraiser for the National Alliance of Mental Illness. All the details are in the flyer, all the details. Um, if you want to DM me to get more information is there too. And I will be teaching how to make affirmations or how to write poetry through a blackout technique, um, which they call it blackout, but you can make art with it or you can just keep it simple, but you do walk away with a creative piece that you can have for yourself. And it's this Friday, it's like, you know, like I said, it is Wednesday. Uh-oh. Hello? Hello? Yeah. Are you there? Yeah. I don't know what happened. Oh, I don't know what happened either.
0: (laughs) I was like, all of a sudden it said you muted. And I'm like, and I kept asking you to unmute. I'm like, what the heck? Oh
1: no, I don't know what happened. I don't know why it muted.
0: But Um, go ahead. You, you were talking about your.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Basically what I was saying is that I have a workshop and go to my page and just wrap it up. Go to my page distractible me you will see a flyer that says you know create i'm sorry reconnect create no recreate reconnect express create it's a blackout poetry workshop it'll explain everything that i'm talking about and if you still have any questions you can you can email me as it says on the flyer or you can dm me it is donation based it's from six o'clock to seven thirty at the Bronze collab and um it's saturday the 23rd so if you have any questions please contact me and i'll tell you everything you need to know but it's definitely you know open for seats there's still seats available just let me know if you're interested and we can get it going
0: awesome awesome so guys definitely check her out at the bronx club you know coach t we love them Mm -hmm. that's the
1: location where it's going to be held yeah
0: yes so definitely check her out and check out what else the Bronx Collab has to offer. Absolutely. So yeah. again, Amory, it has been amazing having you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. you guys. Have a great day. Well, guys, I hope that you enjoyed this and you were able to take away a lot of gems because again, it is very important to not only advocate for ourselves, but to teach our children how to advocate for themselves, especially when there are transitions happening or if there are special circumstances. So as always, guys, Amory's information will be in the show notes so you won't miss a thing. But be good to yourselves, be good to each other and happy shopping. Hi, everyone. This is Mark from the Mark the Shark of MMA show, and you are listening to CQP Moments.